the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Investing in much, much more. Joining me now, briefing.com's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? I'm doing well, Rob. Nice to be back with you. Good. Rumor has it you're headed out on vacation a couple times for the rest of the month. I'm happy to say that I can uh, substantiate that rumor, and I will be out next week. Does that mean the market's going to go into a correction? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it always seems to happen, right? It does seem to. It seems to do some crazy things when I'm out of the office. But um, uh, you know, correction, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it hasn't Fair been enough. acting well lately here. But uh, you know, you set everything else aside, all of these you know geopolitical headlines and interest rate fears and all of that, you still can't get past the fact that the market hasn't had a 10% pullback since August of 2011. So it's kind of naive really to think that it can't just, you know, pull back in price alone, you know, that uh, the market's gotten a little overextended and you're going to see some price setbacks every now and then. And uh, the problem is that, uh, you know, we get caught up in assigning a narrative to, you know, why exactly it goes down from one minute to the next, one day to the next, and you've always got to have a specific reason to explain it. And, And a lot of times you just forget that, look, you know, sometimes prices go down. There's more selling interest than buying interest, and you get lower prices. I think Warren Buffett once said something along the lines of Mother Market will do what Mother Market wants to do, and I guess that's the way of looking at it. And that's a massive paraphrase, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So China services PMI, I'm looking at your page one, which is kind of a tear sheet for what's going to happen or what's happening up to the moment the market opens. Um, China's PMI, do we really – how much value do, do you put in some of these, this data that comes out of China? Well, yeah, PMI readings in general, we're not big fans of, frankly, at the time. You know, uh, one's mood is going to impact, I think, the, the, the response. Um, you might get a big order, you know, one day that uh, before the, you know, survey is completed and you're feeling really good, and then two days after you've turned in your survey and you get two big cancellations, you're not feeling so great. But – in any event, um, you know, don't put a whole lot of stock uh, in terms of that services PMI number as being a, a big market mover, or at least it should not be interpreted as such. Um, you know, obviously China is trying to reorient its economy to being more of a domestic uh, demand-led economy as opposed to an export-led economy. And so uh, from that end point, um, you know, you could say that the, the, the services number is a reflection of that you know, things in China domestically are not as 
uh, robust as you might like to see them, and that perhaps the move you've seen in the Shanghai Composite uh, has gotten a little carried away and probably going to be due for a pullback of sorts uh, itself. But, um, you know, as a major factor driving the global markets, uh, I think it's uh, putting too much stock in that particular number today to explain uh, the, uh, the weakness we've seen. Now, we look at Walmart and Target as kind of bellwethers for the U.S. consumer on the mid to low end. What's Target telling us today? Yeah, well, Target is is warning uh, they're not going to come up short of uh, you know the consensus earnings expectations for their second quarter. Um, probably worth noting they are still going to be you know plenty profitable, but they're just not going to match you know analysts' expectations, and they're they're blaming it on higher expenses related to the data breach that was well publicized uh, during the uh, the fourth quarter last year, and and then also probably more importantly they're uh, pinning it in part on. Uh, cautious consumer spending, uh, which is, uh, you know, an interesting acknowledgement. Uh, you know, Target has some company-specific issues, but, you know, you're seeing Walmart also acknowledge that, uh, you know, their core, you know, audience is, is being very conscientious about uh, discretionary spending activity, uh, and uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not a... Uh, a perfect landscape out there, if you will, for certainly for the low and middle income classes because they just don't have the, the strong income growth to continue to drive, you know, higher levels of discretionary spending. They're spending to need as opposed to spending for wants. Do we make anything out of that, Mr. O'Hare, in the sense that the haves versus the have-nots? Um, <clears throat> I saw one report this morning that the economy would be doing much better if somehow we can get the low income and middle low income to participate a little bit more robustly in in retail. Well, I uh, you know I think that's an obvious conclusion. You know, if you could get the lower and middle income classes to participate more, then sure the economy would be doing better. But you need to get them the you know higher wages to to help in that respect. You need to get more jobs uh, on that uh, end of things, and and that's not happening. So, um, you know, it's it's easy to you obviously. Um, move into that discussion about, you know, the, the, the widening wealth uh, differential. Uh, clearly there is one, uh, and certainly as you, you know, from my seat as I follow the stock market every day, um, it's, it, it's readily apparent, you know, that there certainly is going to be a big wealth gap simply because there are more wealthy individuals who own individual stocks, uh, who have uh, higher balances in retirement accounts and things of that nature. Um, you know, I think half of, you know, Americans don't even own a stock. So, uh, and you can probably put a large part of the lower middle income classes in that, in that uh, pool. And so certainly, you know, as you see what the Fed's interest rate policy has done to help drive uh, asset prices, you know, in terms of real estate and equity prices, uh, there are going to be a, a fair number of people that are left behind and that have missed out on those nice price appreciations um, because they don't own either. And that's why you're largely seeing a, a slow recovery, frankly, or it's part of the reason, certainly, that you're getting this very slow recovery effort coming out of the Great Recession is because it's not an uh, – uh, you know, it's not not everyone is participating in that or able to participate in it, and that's why a lot of people still think it feels very much and are acting very much as if it is still a recession. So changing gears ever so slightly, earnings season starting to wrap up, kind of. Um, still has a little bit of a busy week. What's your conclusions? 
Very good. Um, uh, you know, we're uh, pushing you know 10% earnings per share growth according to S&P Capital IQ on about 5% revenue growth. Uh, that was you know really much better than what was expected coming into the reporting period. And uh, and I might be jumping your interview a little bit because that is probably one of the things I'm going to be working on uh, later this week for Briefing.com readers is, is is pointing out to them just you know this is what we have been wanting for you want you know, or have been you know, asking for essentially is that double-digit, you know, earnings per share growth uh, with, uh, you know, signs of increasing demand uh, through the top line. It's not, you know, it's not robust demand, but it is improving uh, somewhat, which is encouraging. Um, but interestingly enough, you know, no one's really, you know, talking about the earnings. You know, we're kind of wrapped up in all of the, the you know, the geopolitical stuff and, uh, you know, Argentina's debt default and, and Portugal's, you know, bank needing a, you know, a capital raise. And so um, those are all, you know, kind of some scary sounding factors. Um, and uh, But the, the one factor that probably matters most for the equity market is earnings growth and no one's really talking about it. And it, it truly is, you know, a fundamental source of support here that should, you know, preempt any, you know, major setback in the equity market, uh, barring some type of exogenous shock. When you look at something like growth in the service sector declines, but it remains strong, one of the headlines out this morning on economic data, do you go, do you even look at that or do you go, eh, earnings are more important, so I'm not going to look at some of the, the noise per se. And again, it's not noise, it's just, it's ancillary compared to earnings. Yeah, well, I mean, you take a look at it, I think you might be referring to the market, PMI report, um, and then we had the ISM services number that was out as well um, a, a short time ago, and that was actually, you know, uh, up from the prior month and still indicative of some pretty solid activity within the services sector. And that, you know, it all it all leads back into you know the earnings uh, piece of information. You know, if you have um, uh, expansion within the services sector, which is a large part of the U.S. economy, obviously. Um, you know, that sh- should bode well for companies within those areas that, um, you know, for them to be able to grow their earnings, and, and that becomes a supportive factor, uh, you know, for the market. And uh, that's what I was alluding to a little bit earlier is, you know, double-digit EPS growth is something, you know, we haven't been seeing a whole lot of lately. And um, even though share buyback activity is contributing, you know, to that, um, you're starting to see the top line improve, which is a good thing. That's an encouraging thing. And it's something that, uh, you know, should not be overlooked in the context of everything else that's going on right now. Sounds good. Is there anything else that we should be aware of that you're working on before you head off for vacation? Uh, no, I, you know, I've just been alerting, you know, briefing.com readers to the idea that this week could be kind of a, a bit of a lumpy week. You know, you've got vacation schedules kicking in, and then you also have a lot of people just trying to figure out what did happen last week. So you could see some, you know, nice moves up, some some noticeable moves down and you know it may not just uh, get too far in the end uh, as we try to sort things out here sounds good have a good time off we'll talk to you in a couple weeks thanks for contributing today and uh, again well-deserved vacation thanks very much it's patrick o'hare chief market analyst with briefing.com we just went over china market movements service sector growing positive earnings season and a little bit of a lumpy end of the quarter people are going to go on vacation that's worthy of note, right? Are you with me? Or are you against me? Because this is a civil war. You need to pick a side. You can contact me, Rob, at robblackshow.com. 
You can find out more about the seminars that I'm doing. I'm doing one in Marin coming up a couple weeks from now. You can find out about both uh, wealth accumulation as well as a wealth management seminar at robblack.com. Coming up in Marin in a couple Saturdays. Sign up's a little sluggish, so sign up today at robblack.com. With the Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.